Okay, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm a little bit ropey. I've been up all night watching the McGregor fight with past guests and friend of the show, Dave Webster. Hi, Dave. So today I want to confirm that I'm 100% going down a big, giant, juicy human biology rabbit hole. It's fucking deadly, and I'm looking forward to sharing a few of the bits and pieces that I've picked up along the way. Um, here's one for you. Fuck, the, like this, I don't know, maybe... Maybe you listen to this and go, yeah, do you not remember that from like baby infants? But I certainly didn't fucking know this. That's for damn sure. So I'm going to start with something that I did know. I know why your poo is brown. And I know why everybody's poo is brown. And I know why all mammals' poo is brown. Now, it could well be that other animals' poo is brown. I don't know, but I'd be fairly certain all mammals' poo is brown for the most part. There are exceptions, I'm sure. Bit of sweet corn here and there, a bit of blood... Um, and some such, maybe different food dyes or whatever, different colourings might change things. But for the most part, I'm sure you'll agree that your poos have been brown. And the reason your poos have been brown is because your your red blood cells, the things that give your blood its red colour, they kind of come and go all the time. They're always dying. They, they only have a life, a certain life circle or cycle even. I actually must... I'll know the next time how long a red blood cell lasts, okay? It could be fucking days, it could be weeks, it could be hours, I, I genuinely don't know. But they die. And that's just a normal life cycle of blood. It gets created and dies and created and dies and created and dies and you've, you're always kind of replenishing your blood supply. So I think your body holds, about, is it five or six pints of blood? Another thing that I'll know the next time. It holds five or six pints of blood, let's say, but it's not the same five or six pints of blood because that blood is constantly being recycled and being kind of rejuvenated and, and freshened. And I've always known that this blood goes into your, I don't know if it's your lower intestine or if you're in your colon or I don't know where the dead blood cells actually, at what part of the shitting process does the now dead red blood cells, how that actually gets into your, your excrement or your poo. But when blood dries it goes a kind of a, a brownie color it goes the color of poo because that's what gives poo its color okay i think i've 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 established that and i've known that for years i remember having me mind blown but it was 20 years ago I was like no fucking way that's class but in the 20 years that i've known that i never once thought to ask where does the new blood come from and i think looking back in hindsight i think i just assumed that it was kind of created in the veins. As it died, it kind of created, and it was kind of created equally throughout the whole body. But it's fucking not. Your blood is made in a very specific part of your body. It's where your blood comes from. And it's inside your bones. Your bone marrow make your blood. Isn't that fucking mental that you could be a 37-year-old man with a relatively good interest and relatively good amount of knowledge and understanding of the human body but you wouldn't know something as, or at least that I wouldn't know something as fundamental as where does all your fucking fresh blood come from? Now, you know, the cool thing about going down the bio biology rabbit hole is, and this is always great, whenever you get kind of crossover, it's always just fucking peachy. And I have two bits of crossover here. So I've crossover with MMA and biology and that sheep skull that I found. Uh, 
those of you that haven't seen it go onto my instagram page it's off the lead official on instagram scroll down a couple of just keep scrolling you'll see a picture of a um a skull and it'll be kind of green and discolored and i dip it into a solution of hydrogen peroxide to bleach it to get it up presentable so that it could have it on the mantelpiece it came up class i just never did a video to show you how well it came up or even i don't think i even uploaded a picture it came up deadly though i might upload a couple of pictures with this and i have it on my mantelpiece and it's fucking deadly and i don't know how this came about but i was examining it over the weekend and i was examining it at night and i wanted to look inside so where the there's a hole in your skull where your brain stem sticks into and that connects it to the rest of your of your brain, say, of your brain proper. And I was looking in this hole, and I don't even remember what I was looking for. I might never have been actually looking for anything in, in particular. But as I looked in, I couldn't really see what I was looking for. So I got the torch off my phone and shone it in. And then I backlit it. And it illuminated the inside of the skull. And I was like, fucking deadly. So I placed my phone face down on the table with the flash or the, the torch pointing upwards and on. And then I just lay the skull on top of it as though it was the phone itself was like some sort of display span, display span, display stand. I'll upload a picture accompanying this as well to the Instagram and the Facebook page. I think the Facebook page is just off the lead, and it'll give you a sense for what I saw. It's fucking deadly. So I've spoken a bit about the brain of late. There's the brain stem sticking into the bottom that connects it with your spine. Then you have the cerebellum, which is kind of behind your brain, brain stem. And then you have the new bit, the, the big bit, the, the huge thing that everybody would recognize from a photograph as a human brain, the cerebrum. And if you have a picture of the human brain in your mind's eye, you'll probably see that there's a load of like creases. It's all, it's, it's very folded. And the reason for that is, for reasons that I have yet to fully understand, your brain benefits from having a massive surface area. And the best way to get a, a large surface area in a small space is to crumple something up. So you can imagine the area that a sheet of paper would occupy. There's plenty of surface area, but it takes up a large space. You get that same A4 piece of paper and crumple it up into a ball. It now takes up far less space but has the exact same surface area. So that's a little bit like what the brain is. That creasing is like, a, it's almost like a sheet that's been crumpled up. And I believe that if you could, now you can't really, but if you could unfold that sheet, it'd be about a meter square. This is what's in your fucking head now. So a large part of your brain, about three quarters of what makes up your brain that's inside your skull, is essentially a sheet that's a meter squared, 100 centimeters by 100 centimeters, three foot by three foot, as near as makes no difference. And it's about, oh, it's only about five mil thick. So if you had a sheet that was five mil thick, that was a meter squared, and you crumpled it up into a ball, that's, that's a pretty good description as far as I'm concerned due to what I've learned of the last uh, day or two, of what your, your, your cerebrum, your new, the newest part of your brain, the thinking part of your brain, the thing with all the thoughts and language and, and all that jazz. But what I saw when I looked inside the inside of the skull, when it was illuminated from the outside, when it was kind of backlit, was you can see what are called the gyrification, and the gyrification is just a fancy word for the folds of the brain, but you can actually see the gyrification on the inside of the skull from the brain itself, 
fucking mental. Very hard to kind of get it across in audio form. So I'll probably stick up a video of it on the on the Instagram off the lead official on Instagram. Check it out. Give us a like and a comment and a review and all that jazz. All that shit helps by the way. So that's the sheep skull bit. The MMA bit then is there's a move in MMA called a heel hook. And it's a little bit hard to describe again a video you'd see it in just two seconds. But it's a move whereby I grab your foot with my arm and I I hook my arm around your heel and I twist it. Now it looks, for anyone who didn't know what you were doing, it would look like you were attacking the foot or the ankle. And you are to a degree. But they're illegal, I think. In, they might be illegal in jiu-jitsu. They're certainly illegal in amateur MMA in Ireland. We'll just leave it at that. They're illegal in amateur MMA in Ireland. I don't follow competitive jiu-jitsu, so I don't know. But the reason that they're illegal is because although it's called a heel hook and you do grab and twist the foot via the heel, hence the name, it's actually, what you're actually attacking is the knee. So you can imagine if you outstretch your right leg, if you're sitting down, outstretch your right leg and imagine that somebody grabbed your foot and twisted it either clockwise or anti-clockwise. It doesn't really matter. What would happen is You'd feel maybe a little bit of pressure in your ankle and your foot and maybe throughout your leg. But before you tapped from the pain, say, because it wouldn't be that sore, somebody would be twisting and they'd, they'd ask you, say, can I keep twisting? You go, yeah. Can I keep twisting? Yeah. Can I keep twisting? Yeah. Can I keep twisting? Yeah. Push! Bang! There goes your fucking knee. Your knee has just popped and has completely twisted on itself. Now, the reason that you didn't feel it coming, and that's that's why it's illegal in amateur MMA, it's too fucking dangerous, because I can apply it on you, and especially in a, in a fight scenario or even a sparring scenario, I can apply it, I can twist, 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 whereas with pretty much all of the other submissions, you get a warning, like you, the pain is too much, or your vision starts to close in, or you just feel yourself losing consciousness, or you're in excruciating pain, one of, one of those or all of them will happen, and you'll go... Fuck, tap. You'll either say it or you'll physically tap. And when that happens, your opponent has won the fight, so it just has to immediately let go. But the reason that you don't feel any pain is because there's very few nerve endings in your knee. Now, what this has to do with the brain is the brain itself, the thing that's inside your skull, is part of what's called your central nervous system. And it's when you think of the brain or when you mention the brain people will usually think myself included of what's in your skull but your brain is what's in your skull and it's all those little tendrils that are coming out of it down to the tips of your toes and the tips of your fingers so your brain to a large degree is well distributed throughout your body and what that does is when you get if someone sticks a pin anywhere in your body it's never too far away from a nerve ending that nerve ending goes fuck that's not good and it sends a that's not good signal to your brain and your brain vocalizes that that's not good signal into a fucking hell jesus christ what was that the idea being that you don't just sit there while your foot catches fire and burns away you pull back it's a safety mechanism but your knee has very few of these nerve endings because when you think about it let's say i weigh 100 kilos even just to make the math simple let's say i weigh 100 kilos when I'm standing still on both feet, there's 50 kilos worth of weight on each knee because your body weight is split between 
your two legs. Now, maybe you're leaning a little bit to the left, so there's, I don't know, fucking 60 kilos of weight on your left knee and 40 kilos of weight on your right knee. But when you walk, you're applying more than 100 kilos worth of pressure. So when you walk, you obviously go from one foot to the other foot. So instead of there being 50 kilos of weight on each knee, it goes 100 kilos on one knee, 100 kilos, and, and zero on the other. And then as you step left foot, right foot, you're going from 100 kilos to zero kilos to 100 kilos to zero kilos. But even that's not quite accurate. Because if you were to, if you were to cover the ground in front of you in flour, and then just walk across it, nonchalantly, just walk across it at your normal pace, you'd leave footprints behind you. And if you put a weighing scales on each one of those footprints, and then walked across the same path, but this time on the weighing scales, your weighing scales are going to weigh more, they're going to register more than 100 kilos. Because as you push down to propel yourself forward, you're increasing the weight. Now, I don't know what that weight is, but let's say it's 110 kilos. So you're going from 110 kilos to zero kilos to 110 kilos to zero kilos every time you take a fucking step. And your knee, there's a lot going on in your knee. It's a, it's a, it's a very movable joint. If you can just throw your fucking foot around, you can see how much your leg moves more so than above the knee set. And even that, your leg is split in two. And your knee is the joint in the middle. So there's savage movement in your knee. There's a lot going on in your knee. And it's taking savage pressure as we just as we just described. But the reason that it doesn't have a load of nerve endings in it is because if it did, if it was sensitive, then it'd be very painful every time you walked. So it doesn't have that many pain sensors because of the pressures that are involved and the, the high tolerances that your tendons and your ligaments in that area have to go under all the time. So when somebody is heel hooking you, it's twisting that joint, twisting it, twisting it, not everything's grand, twisting it, twisting it, not everything's grand, until finally psh, it actually snaps and pops and cracks and you fucking tear something or pop something or damage something basically. But it's mad to think that when you look at another picture that I uploaded to Off The Lead's Instagram page was a picture of her entire nervous system, just her entire nervous system. So it was part of the body's exhibition that kind of tours the world, an or not an Australian, I think it's a Chinese company, tour the world with isolated systems in the body. So there's displays that just display veins, arteries and the heart. So it's, it's like a mannequin. But it's just veins, arteries and heart. And it's real. These were taken out of an actual human. Now, it's cloaked in controversy because it's China and all that jazz. But we won't go down that rabbit hole just yet. There's another one then. And this is the picture that I put up of just the nervous system. So it's the brain, the two eyeballs connected to the brain via the optic nerves. And then your jellyfish-like tentacles that are well distributed throughout your body. The quintessential example of this is a skeleton. It's just all the bones. So in the same way you're probably familiar with a, a human skeleton being wheeled around in a hospital or in a school or something like that, there is the equivalent for the central nervous system, for the veins and arteries, presumably for your bone marrow, definitely for your muscles and your ligaments and your tendons and, and, and all that jazz. But when you look at this, you can see that there's not, there's not a lot of tee-offs around the knee. These nerve endings go straight through the knees 
and all the way down to the feet where the, and there's far more in the feet and far more in the hands because these are sensitive issues not sensitive issues these are sensitive parts of your body you want to have a lot of feeling in your feet when you're walking around because otherwise you'll just have shit stabbing you in the foot all the time creating or creating cuts causing infections and all that kind of jazz that you don't want. The same with your hands. It mightn't be pain sensitivity, but just sensitivity to be dex dexterous, to do fine motor movements. You need a lot of feeling in your hands. You need to be able to know how they're moving and where they're moving and what they're doing and apply certain amount of pressures to some parts more than others. And obviously, if you're climbing a tree or something and something sticks straight through your fucking hand, you're going to want to know about it. You're not going to want to not know that your hand has been cut because you use it to fucking grasp and punch and feed yourself and you have 101 different reasons for it it's well look, worth looking after so you'll have a lot more nervous fibers in your hands and your feet than you will your knees say but if you actually look at the at the the central nervous system by itself you'll see around the testicles as well there's an awful lot of um neural fibers there for want of a better term for obvious reasons there are reproductive organs and we need to keep them protected so they're they're super sensitive for a reason they're super sensitive because they're vitally important they're literally the most important thing about you because our only function as living organisms is to reproduce and our reproductive organs are obviously the machinery behind that reproduction process and i'll leave you with this one and this is key to the this is key to fucking everything and i've spoken a good bit about it before this idea of having a reference point this idea of having solid bedrock to stand on this idea of having an island that you can stand on that you're not constantly treading water that you can actually take a look around you and observe what's around you it's it's something along the lines of that and the example that i thought of was i was trying to explain a brain to someone there recently but they're not familiar with brains they're not familiar with the human brain so they don't they're not familiar with any brain and what that made me think of was if you don't know what a car is Let's say you're from the fucking jungle or whatever and you've absolutely no idea what a car is. I could show you a Ferrari and a Volkswagen Beetle and a lorry and a plane and a boat and you'll just look at them and go, fuck, don't know what any of those things are. And you won't know what connects them, they'll just look like weird things. But if I sat you down and explained to you what a car was and I explained to you what a wheel was, all I'd have to do is explain what a wheel was. Then I'd just tell you, once I'd explained the principle of a wheel and showed it to you, then all I'd have to be that then all I'd have to do is show you that there are four of these things called wheels on this shell. In the shell are seats, this is where you sit, and the whole thing moves along. All of a sudden you can understand what a car is. And when you understand what a car is, you can then start noticing subtle differences, or maybe not so subtle differences, between a Volkswagen Beetle and a fucking Lamborghini. They're both cars. But even to somebody who's only been introduced to them, you can see the difference in them. You can understand that there's a difference. You mightn't understand that the, the, the Ferrari or the Lamborghini is more aerodynamic or that it's faster or that it's more expensive or more of a luxury item. You, might, you wouldn't have any concept of that whatsoever. For all you know, the Volkswagen Beetle could be fucking 10 times faster. But the point is, you can tell that they're different, even though you know they're the same thing. And the relevance of this is when you understand what a human brain looks like and its component parts, you then have a grounding in it. You can then 
look further afield and look at a dolphin's brain and go, no fucking way. It's very similar to ours, only it has an even bigger cerebrum. And you can look at a bird brain and go, fucking hell, it's tiny. But it's not mad the way it's split like ours. And it's in relation to how you learn everything. You have to have some starting point. You have to have some point of reference. And that's going to be, I think, the 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 crucible part of how I'm going to try and explain human biology to myself because that's essentially what I'm doing here and hopefully you're enjoying the journey and on that note I'll catch you soon Poof.